At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh my gosh, what a way to open the season for the Buffalo Bills. How about that, Bills Mafia? Incredible. 31 to 10 over the Rams in their house. The season opening game we've been waiting months and months for. The Bills watch the banner raised and then... They just don't care. They go and kick the tail of the defending Super Bowl champion Rams. Sal Capaccio here, and it's always game day in Buffalo, WGR Sports Radio 550, and Bill's sideline reporter. I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Matt Beauvais of Channel 7, WKBW-TV. He's the sports director there in Buffalo. What is going on, Matt? What a a fantastic weekend for Bill's fans. Yeah, I would imagine that these 1 o'clock games were probably very enjoyable. Well, the 1 o'clock games and the 4 o'clock games, probably very enjoyable for, for Bill's fans, knowing that their team started the season off with the win and they could kind of evaluate the rest of the league. They could see what teams they think might be a threat to the bills, what teams might be overrated. So I know this first weekend is always one of the favorite days for football fans around the country. And I think for bills fans, it was probably especially sweet considering how dominant they looked on Thursday night. No doubt about it. Thursday night, a very special night. And what really struck me and I I thought a lot about, I should say was after the game, how long, it was for us to get there right over this, over the last few months, since the schedule came out in May, the anticipation, what's that like? Oh my gosh, I got to go there. And then the bills just came right out. They get that first touchdown. You know, of course it was tied at halftime, but they really controlled the game. And then after the game, I'm thinking, Matt, boy, we, we took so long to get there. It's kind of like Thanksgiving meal. Now, granted these days, 
we don't get to do that, Matt, because we're always <laughs> having a Thanksgiving game to cover. But yeah. it's like a Thanksgiving meal. It takes so long to cook, and you're just waiting and preparing, and then, bam, it's over like that. And you're like, oh, that was super satisfying. That's exactly what happened with the Bills at the Rams. Yeah, it was just an unbelievable performance, really, from the time that they touched the ball. They walked down the field. They scored the Gabe Davis touchdown. I know there were some bumps along the road, but from the start of the game until the end of the game, the Bills were the better team. And in the second half, they looked like the way better team, which is truly saying something, considering who their opponent was and considering the stage that they were on. And Sal, full disclosure, I do want to kind of I don't necessarily know if I want to say apologize, but I want to give everybody a heads up that we're recording this a couple days later than we normally would, because I actually had to leave Los Angeles to tend to a family emergency back in Buffalo. So I got a phone call really late on Wednesday night that my dad had had a stroke. So I basically got on a flight, the last flight out that I could, and I came back to town. Now, hopefully by the time this podcast has been posted, he will be back home. So all things considered, it is about as amazing of an outcome as we could have prayed for, hoped for. So, you know, all things considered, my goodness, we are so fortunate. And, you know, I wouldn't be standing here doing this podcast today if he wasn't doing significantly better. But I did kind of want to put it out there because... I just kind of went radio silent. Like I had a couple of people reach out to me and they were like, are you at the game? And I'm like, well, no, not really anymore. And then you kind of had to explain the situation, but it has been an amazing distraction. I got to say from the time that I had found out my dad was sick until the time that I got back home. Now, obviously I was doing a lot of traveling. There was tremendous progress. And when I walked into his hospital room on Thursday afternoon, he kind of looked at me confused. He was like, what are you doing here? Hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, you're supposed to be in Los Angeles. And I'm like, do you not know like kind of what happened? And he didn't understand. I think the severity of the situation, but it was within like five minutes visiting him in the ICU that he was asking me about like Christian Benford and about like what plays the bills were going to run. So it was kind of like the perfect distraction for him going through everything that he was going through. And then on Thursday night, at that point I had left the hospital because visiting hours had passed and I kind of felt guilty. I didn't know what to do because, you know, you were in Los Angeles. This is my job, but also it's something that I enjoy doing, watching football, talking about football. So I didn't know like what I was supposed to do. Was I supposed to like tweet about the game? Was I supposed to talk about, like, I didn't really know how I was supposed to approach it. So it was a really weird, confusing time, but everybody on the bills beat was super, super gracious. And I appreciated all the people who reached out. Everybody at channel seven was unbelievable. There was no questions asked. I mean, like you fly across the country to cover the first game of the year against the defending Super Bowl champions. Like we had a lot of things planned and everybody else just kind of had to pick up the pieces because I had to obviously get home. So I apologize to those of you listening, I guess, that this is a couple days later probably than our normal post-game podcasts will be. Thank you to everybody who reached out, who, you know, sent us well wishes, who prayed for us. We're very, very fortunate it worked out the way it did. And uh, yeah, Sal, I was watching the game, and even though it was so insignificant compared to what was going on in my life, I did really, really feel weird not being there in the stadium. So was it amazing? Was the stadium super cool? 
Yeah, I, I want to get to that in a second. First of all, let me say you have nothing to apologize for, obviously. Yeah. And I know like that however you chose to handle it is the right way. It's it's everybody's different in these in these situations, right? How you chose to handle it for you mm-hmm. and for your family is the correct way. And there should be nobody who would ever and nobody would ever, I would think, criticize no, anything like no, that. No, absolutely right? not. Um as far as channel seven, like I always say, like, you know, we all got to be great teammates in this business. When you yeah. work with people, my colleagues at WGR, your colleagues at WKBW, like having great teammates is what it's all about, right? Not in it for yourself, helping each other out. And when it comes to personal or professional, always doing that. I just think I, I, I value that more than almost anything in my workplace that, you know, being flexible and helping people. And we're all in this together trying to succeed, but also just the human element comes into play. I also want to say, that story you just said about your dad looking at you when you came into the hospital, like, what are you doing here? <laughs> that is, first of all, a typical dad to say, like, don't worry about me. But it's also yeah. a typical Italian dad, right? Like, yeah, I, I got I got this, son. Why are you here? Like, what what are you? You don't need to be here. I got this covered. Yeah, well, I mean, in it, it, so I was in Los Angeles and my sister goes to school and she was out of town as well. And, you know. I mean, full disclosure, I'm all about transparency. Essentially, the doctor told my mom that if it were him in that situation with his kids, he would let him them know the severity of it. And that's kind of the point that it was at. So we were both like, oh, my God, we need to get in action. And the flight on Wednesday night was the lo- it was a flight from yeah. L.A. to Detroit. Can imagine the, the longest four hours oh, ever. Like, like obviously you're not sleeping at all, and you have the Wi-Fi on the plane, and you're basically just refreshing your messages. And you know, my poor mother is sitting there in the waiting room, and she's like, every time I'm messaging her, if she waited more than a couple minutes, I immediately panic just because that's sure. the kind of person that I am. So it was awful. But then I got a small, like, kind of bit of good news when I landed in Detroit. She messaged me, and she was like, "Hey, I had a chance to see him for five minutes. He seems." So so much better than he was last night. Just take your time getting back. Don't do anything stupid. We'll be here. Just, you know, get here in one piece, basically like your typical Italian mother. But and like, and I know that it is just a football game, but I'm not kidding when I say it was the best distraction possible because when I got to the hospital on Thursday, I mean, he's from Buffalo. He grew up in the South towns. He, you know, raised his family here. He's never left here. He loves the Buffalo bills. So Once we kind of realized like that he was getting better, then the conversation shifted to how are they going to do today? What matchups are we going to watch? So did you watch the game with him? I couldn't watch the game with him because of the, he was in the, I mean, he was in the ICU. He was, he was in the ICU up until Sunday. So like, obviously very, very serious, but the rules on the ICU visiting hours were 12 to six, but they were able to get him for the game on Thursday from his hospital bed to a chair that was looking at the TV so he could watch the game. And he watched it straight through. Like I called him at halftime just to kind of check in and see how he was doing. And then the next day I went in and like, when we do this job, we take ourselves out of it. Like we root for stories. We root for, you know, cool things to happen. We do not root for teams, but I was relieved the bills won because that poor guy had to sit in the hospital all day Friday and watch TV. And I'm like, at least you can kind of soak it all in listening to people talk about how good the bills are and not about a loss. So, and that was the thing. Like I walked into the hospital on Friday and he was talking about the corners and the pass rush and AJ Epinesa and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, like 
I think you're going to be okay because you noticed AJ Epinesa and Christian Benford. So I think uh, (laughs) your attention to detail is not gone. Well, I'm glad that uh, everything sounds okay. And the prognosis seems to be good. Uh, That's great. And I'm sure that all the listeners listening right now uh, feel the same way when I say that, you know, all the best to your dad and your family. And, um, you know, I'm glad that it sounds like everything is on the right track and and, and working out. Missed you in LA, uh, obviously for, the reasons that you said, we know that, but I did miss you, did miss seeing you in LA. Um, I will tell you, you said we're, we're a little bit later than we normally will be. No, we're not. We're actually recording on Sunday. We're going to normally record on Sunday. Oh, night. that's a good point. No, it's yeah. It's totally point. cool. Right. So yeah, that's we're, a good point. we're right on schedule um, here tonight. Do you remember the very first podcast we did? We did a segment on the best cities to visit for the bills road trips. Oh and, yeah. I do and we talked, that. we talked about LA and I had really never been there. You had been to LA. I had not been to LA. Um, I'd only flown through LA, but I'd not spent time. I spent time there this week with my family. I can get into that in a little while, but you asked me about the stadium. That was part of the allure. I wanted my family to go to see the stadium because they wanted to see the stadium. When the schedule came out, we debated it and said, okay, let's do it. Took Max out of school for a few days. So glad we did it um, for all the reasons of being there, but the stadium itself, Matt, absolutely stunning, amazing, beautiful. Also too big. It's just too big. I'm sorry. It's too big of a stadium. It's cavernous underneath. Like, yes, there's, I'll give you an example. The bills locker room, you walk out the locker room. Now at all these stadiums we go to, you walk out of the locker room. Where's the post game press conference within 20 feet, maybe Yeah, 20 yards. Mm -hmm. We had to walk, I think over a hundred yards to get to the post game press conference because they have like 10 locker rooms for two different football teams, two different visiting teams, a soccer team or whatever team they have locker rooms everywhere. They have all these doors everywhere. I, I, I got lost not knowing which door to go into because there's so many doors and it's so big. And then my wife, Yana and Max, they're sitting up on the second level. They were in the two hundreds. And she said, even though they were in the two hundreds, it was like level six. And they got lost a couple of times going back to their seats because they didn't know where to go because they went around the stadium to go shopping or whatever. And it was just, it was not very user-friendly. Here's my question. And I know that you're probably a little biased here. You're a Yankees fan. That's kind of how I feel about Yankee stadium as a ballpark. Is that like a decently fair comparison? Like, I feel like Yankee stadium is too big for a ballpark. Might be sure. It might be. I think the difference is, um, I, I don't know. I mean, for, okay. I would say it this way. I've never experienced Yankee stadium as a media member necessarily to go underneath and all that. But I would say I could see how, as a fan, you say it's too big. I think it's a little easier to navigate though. You know, I mean, this was the ups and downs and the elevator where you're going. And even us, you know, like we have to go always from the field to the press box. I have to do the radio booth and that's always something different. Like where's the press box versus the radio booth. Are they on the same level that happens at stadiums, all that kind of stuff. Now, the actual like aesthetics of the stadium as a football stadium, just yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely. Gorgeous. Incredible. And it's, it's what they call a translucent canopy. It's not a dome. <laughs> it's a canopy that sits. It's like a dome, but you can see through it. And on each end it's open. So the breeze comes through. The difference was there really was no breeze on Thursday night. So it got super hot and muggy, mostly during the game. Yeah. And I'll say from the outside, cause I had been outside several times in the days leading up to the game before I had to fly home back to Buffalo. It's gorgeous. Like the waterfall in front and that little man-made ponds that's there and the big SoFi letter sign that's right out front. Like it is, it is aesthetically beautiful. But I will say like the thing about LA and this isn't just even about the stadium, the traffic in that city is so, so bad. 
that going anywhere is a hassle. Like on Tuesday, on Tuesday night, we went to the Dodgers game and we were all kind of staying by the airport and we were at the same hotel actually. And it took us an hour and 25 minutes to get 13 miles from the airport to Dodgers stadium. And like, that's bonkers to me. We were supposed to on Friday, go play golf at Torrey Pines and our tea time was at like 1130 or 12 or something. And the person working at the desk told me that we needed to give ourselves four hours to get there. And it's like an hour and a half drive without traffic. So, you know, the stadium aside, like LA traffic is an absolute bear and you know, who knows, maybe I'll be there in eight years when the bills go back. Traffic was a nightmare. Uh, we experienced that as well. So just to wrap up this segment, and then, of course, we will talk about the game. Yeah. Um, we flew out on Tuesday. We went to the Angels game on Wednesday. It was fantastic. We were able to actually, to um, through some people we knew and guest services, we were able to secure a chance to get a little tour of the stadium and go on the field, actually, a little bit, which was really cool. We go on the field. We, we couldn't stay long in the field, but we were out there. One of the Tigers players turns around and sees Max and throws him a baseball. So he got to keep oh, that's cool. from the Tigers player. And um, it was super hot, though. Max bought a Mike Trout jersey. And then literally the next batter was Mike Trout next half inning. And he hit a home run. Wouldn't that, was, a, that was awesome. awesome. And um, yeah, while we were there, uh, after the game, we went down to Hollywood Boulevard, Sunset Strip, went to Beverly Hills, did one of those double-decker buses you get off and on and did all that stuff. We saw the um, Walk of Fame. And um, had a really good time, but the traffic was a nightmare. Yeah, not a nice city for all the um, kind of the touristy stuff, but I, I, I'd have a tough time living there after. And I love New York City. I love New York City, and I love Boston, and I love a lot of the big East Coast cities. Maybe that's it. There's no subway system there. You know, it's all cars and traffic. It's kind of weird. So maybe that's why. I'm not really sure. Maybe I'd have to see a little bit more of it to feel differently. LA would eat me alive. New York city would eat me alive too. I could probably never do New York city, but the thing that I like about cities like that, like New York, Boston, San Francisco, Chicago, at least like when you're in the city, you can kind of get around self-sufficient without like having to worry because of public transit. And because there's like kind of downtown areas, LA is such a massive sprawling city that like to get from one part of LA to another part of LA is a big hassle. So like, listen, I know people are probably listening to this to hear about football, but that was just kind of my impressions of Los Angeles as the city, even though I had been there once, uh, um, whatever. It's a really, really nice place. Not necessarily my favorite. All right. Let's talk about football. We uh, we're glad you stayed with us for this first segment, but obviously a few other things that we need to get to and talk about. And we're done with that. Now we'll talk about the Buffalo bills beating the LA Rams. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 